In this episode, we'll hear part of a new rap song that's spearheading a multi-billion dollar boycott of a major retailer. The left-wing pedophiles want the summer of 2023 to be the summer of pride. Clothing manufacturer North Face is leading the charge. And on a positive note, the SCOTUS has ratcheted back the out-of-control environmental protection agency. And finally, we're in another debt crisis? How did we run out of money? Are we being played? These stories and dictionary wars, all in today's edition of Narrative Wars. I'm your host, Dr. Jeffrey K. Lyons, and you don't want to miss this. We the people are sick and tired. Let's peel back the curtain of confusion to shed light upon the mainstream media madness. And now, Narrative Wars, with your host, Jeffrey K. Lyons. We the people are sick and tired. So tired. Well, it's Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. And we're going to take a look at this first story, which has to do with Target. Now, there's a new boycott Target video out there. It's been out there for a few days, and it's topped 3.2 million views on YouTube. In addition, the song is being offered on iTunes, and it's been in the number two, number three position for the last week, beginning May the 25th, 2023. Now let's take a listen to a portion of that rap tune. Yeah, yeah. Tentinal shoppers, tentinal shoppers. Yeah, yeah. There's a cleanup yeah, on every aisle. Yeah, yeah. Target yeah, is targeting yeah, your kids. Yeah. They put a target on my back, but they're targeting your kids. They don't even need to ask, cause you all know what it is. Yeah, that's why I keep a strap. And I'm always by my bears. This agenda gotta stop. Yeah, you know we gonna win when they target. So the song Boycott Target, it's garnered millions of views online and it's climbed to number three on iTunes hip hop charts within days of being released. Some of the lyrics which you just heard, attention all shoppers, there's a cleanup on every aisle. Target is targeting your kids. The song is by Forgiano Blow and Jimmy Levi, and it features others Nick Nitoli and Stony Dude Bro. Ah, the music video, which has more than 3.6 million views on Twitter, features the rappers walking around what appears to be Target as they hold up pride themed merchandise. Well, Folks, unless you've been asleep for the last week or two, what's going on is that Target has been pushing clothing for small children, for toddlers, for babies. And the, the problem with this clothing is that it's got grooming statements uh, on the clothes, grooming statements on onesies, pushing the transgender, the queer, the gay lifestyle. And so these rappers are stepping up to the plate and they're saying, hey, we're going to speak out against this. Continuing with the article, which is Boycott Target Climbs iTunes Charts Garners Millions of Views, and this is in Just the News, the article uh, by Madeline Hubbard uh, was published on May the 28th, 2023. Continuing in the article, uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene requested the music who on Twitter with the caption, American conservatives are once again showing who has the real buying power. It's not the woke mob, but the only bully and riot. Well, here's the Here's the thing. With Bud Light, it was, of course, the men that were pushing back with Bud Light. 
because who are the primary consumers uh, of beer? Well, that would be men. But in this case, it's women. Who are the ones that buy baby clothing? Uh, primarily onesies and baby clothing and, and other articles, uh, baby attire. Well, it's the mothers. And so they're the ones that are speaking out now uh, against Target's grooming of children. Well, they've done this for a number of years, and they've put out a pride section, but this time they've just gone too far with the tuck-friendly clothing, which uh, is for toddlers and uh, small children, small boys, in order to hide uh, male parts. I mean, you can't get any more vile or disgusting than this. You can't make this stuff up, but it's true. And the moms are saying, really? No, we're uh, not going to do this. We're not going to support this. We're not going to buy this. We're going to tell our friends, and uh, they're not going to support it. So this is great. Uh, More news is that Target shares fell from 22 $2 from midway until market close on Friday, meaning that the company lost more than $9 billion in the market value over the, just a week. And there are all sorts of al- articles out there on the interweb, some saying $10 billion, some saying $10 billion uh, plus uh, that they've lost in market value. So the stock uh, losses are taking place, but I'm sure Target is also taking hits in terms of real losses at the cash register. So keep it up, keep it up, ladies, and uh, keep it up, uh, shoppers. Keep talking to your friends and telling them uh, that you're not going to support this. Uh, It is uh, clearly wrong. Uh, checking out some of the headlines here. Uh, New York Post, Target loses $10 billion following boycott calls over L- LGBT-friendly clothing. That was uh, um, just a few days ago, May the 28th. Target loses $9 billion in a week since boycott. That was uh, New York Post 525. Also taking a look at um, Newsmax, Target tanks $10 billion in value since LGBT uh, fracas, uh, which is a fancy word for uh, kerfluffle. And uh, that is, um, again, May the 25th. So this is hopefully getting some traction out there. Hopefully, I believe it is, uh, especially since the music video has gone out and they're getting millions and millions of views uh, putting that out on Twitter and uh, other uh, social media outlets. What's interesting is that uh, I checked the link and uh, we looked at it yesterday, uh, looked at it today, and there were some problems with the link. So are they being shadow banned now? I don't know. It shows you that, yes, you're you're making a difference. You're being noticed that... Uh, the oppose those of the opposing view are bothered and if they're bothered then that's a good thing because they should be bothered because this is grooming and this is a pedophilia this is the attack on children toddlers babies those are the most vulnerable in our society and we need to come to their aid and come to their defense Moving on to the next story, uh, we're going to listen to this uh, related story, and it has to do with North Face. This is a very bizarre ad that is out there. You can find it on Twitter. I'm sure it's on other social media outlets, but I found it uh, Ollie London TV, and that was May the 24th, 2023. Uh, at first, you think, no, this, this can't be real. This has got to be a spoof or perhaps a parody of a parody, but they can't be serious. But apparently, they are serious. Uh, so let's take a listen to this. It's a, it's a video commercial, and it's pushing the Summer of Pride. Uh, it is sponsored by North Face, the uh, clothing uh, company. Hi, it's me, Patagonia, a real-life homosexual. And today, I'm here with the North Face. We are here to invite you to come out. 
in nature with us. Wow, this is nice. We like to call this little tour the Summer of Pride. This tour has everything. Hiking, community, art, lesbians, lesbians making art. Last year, we gay saw shade across the nation and celebrated pride across the nation with hundreds of you across the nation. This year, we're back, back, back again with two new stops. Atlanta, GA. Why? Because you're there. In Salt Lake City, we're coming for you. Howdy, here we go. Of course. This year, all these fabulous speakers will be coming from inside this TV to a nature near you. So come outside and celebrate the beautiful LGHGTV community. Well, let's break this one down. Newsweek, Alex uh, Phillips, May 26, 2023. Lauren Boebert demands North Face boycott after Pride Drag Queen campaign. So apparently... Uh, it actually is real. This is uh, Newsweek, and uh, of course, all the links are in the bottom of our show. Uh, just uh, take a look at our show in the show notes, the links to all of these sources. Lone Bobart has hit out. Uh, well, hit out. That's kind of odd. Anyway, she's criticizing the, <laughs> the clothing company North Face over an advertising campaign featuring a drag queen telling her followers it's time to boycott any product North Face has ever made. So that's her reaction. She's a Republican out of Colorado and she's a representative. And uh, she says there need to be rising calls by conservatives for a boycott over this summer pride campaign. What strikes me as so interesting is that we've uh, been told for many, many years that June is pride month. And so, you know what? Uh, yeah, we're, we're just uh, putting a flag on the field on that one and uh, pushing back on that. The controversies sit at the heart of the culture war. They got that right, Newsweek and feed into a broader debate about the company's LGBTQ, ABC, 123, Baby, You and Me, a lifestyle in the public life. In the North Face ad advertisement, Patagonia, That's this is the, what we just heard. She says, hi, it's me, Patagonia. I don't think that that's her real name or his real name. I think it's a he because he's got a mustache. Hi, it's me, Patagonia, a real-life homosexual. And today I'm here with North Face. We're here to invite you to come out in nature with us. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to repeat the whole thing. You heard it, and there was quite a lot of cringe factor going on. In response, uh, let's see, how many times, uh, here's uh, Bobert again, how many times do we have to explain to the woke marketing departments at these disgusting companies that America is not a nation of degenerates? Yeah, good job. Yeah, you said it. You said it there, Rep. Uh, Lauren Bobert. Uh, thanks for having the courage to say something that most pastors in the United States of America won't even touch. They're just sort of cringing uh, in the corner somewhere but because it's too controversial. So thank you, Lauren, for stating what we all wanted to hear or stating the obvious that you're going to push back. We need to push back. We need to stand up for what is right. And what is right is that we need to stand up for children because this is about pedophilia, folks. This is about grooming. This is about assaulting the youngest in our nation. The article continues, the promotional moves sparked calls for boycott. Well, is that any surprise? No, it's not a surprise. And we just talked about it because they've been losing billions. Do I feel bad about that? No. Hopefully it's going to get their attention. And you don't want to have anything to do with this woke, grooming, pedophile agenda. Well, good news out there. Narrative Wars has just passed the 1,000 program downloads mark at episode 10. This is episode 13. And so we're rapidly moving towards our next goal of 5,000 podcast downloads. You're listening to this program and you're a part of making history. Give yourselves a hand. Thank you. All right. 
You're doing a great job. Give yourselves a hand. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. That's a bit. Okay, that's enough of that. Give yourselves a hand in order to keep expanding our audience of like-minded, God-fearing, freedom lovers. Please tell two to three like-minded friends to listen to the program. We're now having people listening to the podcast on both of the left coasts and in the heartland of America. In addition, we have people listening in other countries such as Canada, Singapore, the Netherlands, and others. Thank you for your support. Remember, tell two or three like-minded friends to check out the program this week. This is how we're going to grow the program and get the word out. Go to narrativewars.org. That's narrativewars.org. This will take you to our webpage where you can access past shows along with links to your favorite podcasting apps. Please five-star rate, follow, and tell a friend. You are the reason why we do this program. Now, let's continue. Well, in this next story, the Supreme Court uh, made a major decision. It's going to weaken the EPA authority, the scale and scale back the scope of the Clean Water Act. Uh, the case is uh, Sackett versus Environmental Protection Agency, and the case has been going on for quite some time. It's going been going on for fourteen years. So sometimes it takes quite some time in order for a case to come up to the Supreme Court and be accepted. Of course, the Supreme Court has hundreds of cases that are presented to the court every year. They only hear, they only decide upon uh, 50 or 60 cases. The judges have to vote and there have to be at least enough votes uh, in order to uh, carry it forward, bring it to trial, and uh, to um, consider that case before the Supreme Court of the United States. So let's take a listen here to this next cut, which has to do with the Supreme Court and their major decision regarding the rollback of the Environmental Protection Authority regarding the wetlands and the Clean Water Act in the United States of America. Let's listen to this cut number three. The U.S. Supreme Court has again weakened the authority of the Environmental Protection Agency. As William Brangham reports, today's ruling limits the agency's power to curb water pollution. Jeff, this case goes back 15 years when the EPA, citing the landmark Clean Water Act, blocked an Idaho couple from building a house on their property because there was a wetland on it and the property was next to a big lake. All nine justices agreed the EPA didn't have the authority. Now we're going to break this down. So we're listening to a um, PBS News Hour coverage of this case, and it is biased, it is slanted. And what they're saying is that there was a wetland on this property. Well, Nine justices of the Supreme Court overturned this case because there was no wetland on this property. The property was next to a wetland, but what they wanted to do was build a house on the property. And so about 200 feet, that's about two-thirds of a football field, away from the water, they dug a hole and they put gravel in it because they wanted to build a foundation uh, first you put the gravel, then you pour the concrete, so on and so forth, and uh, you frame up the house, and that's that's what you do. But as soon as they put the gravel in the pit, somebody turned them in, and the EPA said, nope, sorry, you can't build that house. So it's been 14 years, and uh, amazingly, it's very, very rare that all nine justices will um, vote and be in agreement. But this was so egregious. This was so over the top. This was so laughable that they had to say, no, there wasn't, there wasn't uh, any wetland in the area where they were uh, putting the gravel to build their house. And uh, so they overturned this 14-year-old case. We continue. 
to regulate these homeowners' property, but there was stark disagreement over how to determine when a body of water can and should be protected. To understand the implications of this ruling, we are joined again by Coral Davenport. She covers energy and environment for The New York Times. Nice to see you again. Great to be here. Um, so this was a unanimous ruling by the court that, that in this Idaho case, the EPA had overstepped, but the majority went much farther and went really a much deeper cut into the EPA's authority. What did they rule? Essentially, they said that um, the EPA, which until yesterday had the authority to regulate most of the wetlands in the United States, to protect the wetland, wetlands and to punish anyone who had polluted them, um, sharply limited or sharply reduced the amount of wetlands that would be subject to federal protection. It said in order for a wetland to be subject to some any kind of federal protection regulation, it has to directly join up to or be connected to a larger body of water. So there was nothing on this property that was, there was no water on this property that was connected to the larger body of water, which the property was next to. So uh, this is so fascinating because the conservatives on the court, they came up with a ruling which did uh, roll back the authority of the EPA. But keep in mind, the EPA has no authority unless it is given to, or that authority is granted by Congress, okay? This is how it works in the United States of America, a little bit of Civics 101. The Congress writes laws, okay? That is the Senate, the House, and uh, the uh, bills have to agree. They both have to be voted for. They have to uh, then move on to the president. The president can either veto it, he can sign it. Uh, he, if there's enough votes, uh, he, the president can veto it and it can be overridden and it can still become law. So there was a law that was passed a number of years ago, Clean Waters Act, and it has gotten out of control over the years with executive order after executive order after executive order, which has expanded and expanded the powers, I suppose you would say, the administrative powers, the powers to find, the powers to stop uh, people from building. Uh, it has expanded those powers uh, to the point where it has just gone beyond the pale. It has gone kind of um, hog wild crazy. And this is a perfect example. The case that has been uh, in the court systems for 14 years, Sackett versus the Environmental Protection Agency. So this case is a great case to talk about. And the, the judges said, hey, we need to, uh, so that this doesn't continue to happen, uh, we need to uh, set a standard we need to set a standard that can be used to adjudicate uh, future cases so that this doesn't continue to happen. Now, that is the role of the Supreme Court. The Congress passes laws. The Supreme Court is not supposed to pass laws. They can't pass laws. But what they can do is rule on the constitutionality of the laws. That is the primary responsibility of the Supreme Court of the United States. And uh, they can uh, actually overturn a law as they did, or they can uh, overturn a, a uh, standing precedent, which they did regarding uh, Roe versus Wade. The Supreme Court can do that, and they have done that uh, with other cases in the past. But in this case, they're not overturning or overruling or tossing out the Clean Water Act. What they're doing is they're giving it a lane for it to stay in so that you can't have executive order after executive order after executive order expanding that um, authority of the Environmental Protection Agency. It was said that uh, pieces of land with small ponds uh, or, or small creeks um, uh, passing through it, suddenly uh, that tract of land, uh, you couldn't build anything on it, and there were all sorts of hoops that you had to jump through, uh, things that were never the intent of the original 
Clean Clean Water Act. So, uh, yeah, nine to th- nine to zero decision authored by conservative justice Samuel Alito, uh, overturning a lower lower court court ruling against Chantal and Mike Sackett uh, that had upheld the EPA's determination that their property uh, near a lake contained wetlands protected by the Clean Water Act. It didn't. All they did was dig a foundation um, for their uh, house that they wanted to build to about 200 feet away uh, from a lake. You know, I, I give them a lot of credit, uh, the Sacketts. They held on to that piece of land and they fought this thing for 14 years. A lot of other people would have just sold the land and moved away and looked for another piece of land. Uh, they didn't do that. What you need to know about Sackett versus EPA. Uh, this is an article, NRDC, Jeff uh, Turrentine. The uh, links are all in the bottom in the show notes. Uh, you can find them. Uh, the Sackett's, uh, they ran an excavation company. They sought to develop property a few hundred feet from Priest Lake, a popular vacation site in Idaho Panhandle, with plans to build a home there. To prepare the lot for construction, the Sacketts began to fill it with gravel. In 2007, the EPA halted the work after determining that the Sacketts lot contained a federally protected wetland under the authority granted to it by the Clean Water Act. So this is what was uh, being contested uh, going all the way back to 2007, and the Sacketts sued in 2008. The case wound its way through the federal court system for the next 14 years, as we've been discussing. Now, this is very interesting. The definition, the whole problem with this has to do, and it centers on the definition of five words, Five words, waters of the United States. And we're going to look more into that. Okay, we're going to take a look at dictionary wars. And we're uh, transitioning or doing a segue from the case, uh, Sackett versus EPA, and moving right into dictionary wars. Why? Usually in dictionary wars, what we do is just one word, and we look at how that word has been changed. We're going to do something a little bit different in today's program. We're going to look at five words, but they're a phrase, and the phrase is waters of the United States. So you would think that this is not a difficult thing to understand. Uh, Initially, the idea of waters of the United States had to do the idea of waters that could be navigated. You know, a boat could go on. So that'd be, you know, your larger rivers, the Mississippi River, obviously, and then major tributaries, uh, rivers, for example, that feed the the Mississippi. And it could be canals and other uh, waters that commercial craft are are being used in the United States of America. Well, let's take a look. What's happened now looking at waters in the United States? Well, the Environmental Protection Act, um, or agency, excuse me, and the Department of the Army are finally ruling to define the scope of waters protected under the Clean Water Act. So it has taken years and years and years for them to even figure out what these five words mean waters of the United States. And it's kind of funny because they were finally coming up with a definition of what waters of the United States means. And the problem was, these, as I mentioned earlier, these definitions changed over the years uh, because there was executive order after executive order, which kept kept tweaking it. And uh, it came to the point where Well, initially it was navigable waters, and that is a mouthful. Try to say that three times fast. Uh, It's easier to just say waters that you can navigate. The were the territorial seas, interstate, and interstate waters. Uh, Later it got expanded to mean wetlands, and that is um, adjacent to and continuous surface connection to relatively permanent waters. And then interstate lakes and ponds and streams. So it kept expanding and expanding from the initial definition, which which was just traditional navigable waters. 
and territorial seas. So you see what happens over time. These unelected officials uh, in these government agencies, they just keep grabbing more and more power. They keep writing more and more rules. And as uh, woke presidents continue to expand, simple phrases, those simple phrases are no longer simple phrases. Waters of the United States being a fantastic example of that. So now... Uh, it has been uh, redefined by the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, the initial Clean Water Act came out way back in 1972, and they still have been wrestling over this term, waters of the United States. So uh, you can go as far down the rabbit hole as, as you like, uh, but what has happened now is that it's gone back they have to now redefine it uh, with the more narrow definition and they have to stay in their lane so that uh, others are not um, basically uh, taken advantage of or, or so that the EPA doesn't uh, overextend their authority as they did in the Sackett's case, which basically brought to court and it took 14 years for them to find justice. Uh, I'm glad that they finally did. All right, moving on to the next story. Uh, we're going to talk about the debt ceiling. And the debt ceiling, this is so interesting uh, because if you remember back, uh, back in December of the, well, last December, not, we're not even in June 2023. So back in December of 2022, uh, here's an article, PBS NewsHour. And this article was December 30th, 2022. Biden signs a $1.7 trillion bill funding government uh, operations. And the article said, uh, well, at that time, uh, President Biden was uh, in the U.S. Virgin Islands uh, working on his suntan. And Joe Biden, it said, it signed on Thursday a $1.7 trillion spending bill that will keep the federal government operating through the end of the federal budget year in September 2023. Wait, did you hear that? September 2023. I'm sorry, we're going to throw a flag on the field right here. Flag on the field, everybody. Flag on the field. That's just not right. So we were told back in December of last year, the 30th, and this is what they usually do. You'll see this sort of nonsense every year. They pass these ridiculous spending bills just a, a few days before the end of the year. Everybody's partying. Nobody's paying attention to Washington, D.C., the lawmakers are tired. They're wore down. They want they'll they'll sign just about anything to get out of Washington and uh, go home to be with their families. And so this is the trick they pulled during the lame duck sessions every year. The lame duck session uh, is prior to the new Congress taking place. And we were told back in late December of last year that this wonderful $1.7 trillion bill, which uh, Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader of the minority in the Senate, said this is such a wonderful thing, whoop-de-doo, that we have, uh, that it's going to uh, keep the government afloat through the end of the federal budget year in September of 2023. Well, nope, sorry. No, here we are in May. And now uh, Janet Yellen is saying, oh, we're going to run out of money. Uh, it's going to happen anytime. It could happen in, in early June. Wait a moment. The, the way they do math and the way they, they, they don't even look at calendars. I don't know. They must think we're really stupid. But there's a big difference between the first week of June and September. Let's see, June, July, August, September, Mm -hmm. September is four months from June, depending on the week that you pick. 
So I guess we're really stupid because we just thought this was such a wonderful thing, 1.7 trillion bill uh, funding the government until September. And now here we are in June and suddenly, oh, we're out of money. These people are clueless and the, well, I guess, or maybe they're not clueless at all. Maybe they just think that the American public is clueless and that uh, we're uh, stupid and we don't do our homework and we don't pay attention. It really is sad. It's, it's some combination of, of that, either or, or a combination of both. Well, a couple, a couple things to note here. First of all, Kevin McCarthy, Republican Californian President Joe Biden, uh, they've come, supposedly, they've come to an agreement, and it happened over the weekend, uh, the Memorial Day weekend. And so let's, all of that has been to uh, queue up our cut. And here we go. Uh, let's take a listen to what they're saying about this wonderful deal. Uh, actually, this is pushback from a senator, Montana congressman, Matt Rosendale. He doesn't think it's such a great deal. And I think he has something very important to say to the American people here. Let's take a listen. Tentative deal to raise the debt ceiling has been reached between Kevin McCarthy and President Biden. That happened over the holiday weekend. We could have a vote on this bill as early as tomorrow, but maybe not. Our next guest says that he is definitely a no vote on this bill. And joining us now is Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale. Congressman, thanks for joining us. So why a no vote for you? Oh, this isn't the same piece of legislation that we uh, sent over to the Senate about 30 days ago. Uh, we actually had taken 90 days to uh, carefully craft legislation that not only increased the debt ceiling, but it clawed back a lot of reckless spending that the Biden administration had proposed. It froze the spending as we were going forward, and it had a, a provision in there, which was H.R. 1, to actually help stimulate our economy through increasing our domestic energy production and uh, making sure that the permitting process for pipelines, export facilities, and mining critical minerals also took place. This bill is a different piece of legislation, as evidenced by the fact that it is a, a separate piece of legislation. They did not amend uh, the bill that the House of Representatives have already passed. And unfortunately, uh, this doesn't do anything to speak of, not substantively, about the 87,000 IRS agents. It okay. leaves the uh, loan distribution, pro, uh, redistribution uh, program in place for students. Uh, it leaves $1.2 trillion for Green New Deal subsidies in place. And quite frankly, the only permitting that it streamlines is permitting for solar farms and wind farms, which is not acceptable to me or the people in Montana. Over a trillion dollars in Green New Deal nonsense spending. Well, hmm. Yeah, not even the same bill that... So the Republicans worked on a bill for 90 days and they came up with something that uh, they felt um, represented their constituents, the people of the United States. The House of Representatives of the United States uh, is referred to as the People's House. And so they came up with something that was a... Um, important piece of legislation. And, and what should be noted here is that what came back on the weekend was not even an amendment. They didn't even take the document that the Republicans wrote and amend it. That's, that is the supposed to be the standard procedure. You know, you submit something, uh, we're going to work this out. So we're going to amend certain things that we don't agree. no, what um, this congressman is saying, what uh, the congressman from Montana, Matt Rosendale, is saying is that they just threw it out. They just put it in the, in the trash can, the dumpster, set it on fire, and they wrote some, something else that had nothing to do with what the House of Representatives worked on for 90 days. The finance bills are supposed to come out of the House. So uh, they are not even following the Constitution. Uh, they should have edited uh, or modified or uh, amended, uh, which is the proper uh, term. They should have amended 
the bill that the Republicans crafted, but they didn't do that. So that is very important. That is an important point to underscore and to understand. Well, a couple points here for discussion and for us to focus on it. I think the whole conversation about the U.S. government budget and debt ceiling, it generates really more questions than it does answers. Uh, for example, what happened? And we talked about this. Uh, again, uh, I'm sort of doubling down on this. What happened to that wonderful uh, bill that was passed in December 22, lame duck session? How is it that nobody's talking about that? How is it that uh, none of the newscasters are talking about? It? I thought they're supposed to do their job. Uh, why is it that they're not even uh, discussing it and bringing it up? and uh, saying that this doesn't make sense when they touted that uh, this would take us through to September and now we're in June and we're in panic mode. Uh, this is not the way to govern. Uh, another point, why is there always a panic every one to two years to pass a, a budget? You know, state governments don't operate this. State governments, they wrestle and they uh, hammer out something, but there's not a complete meltdown uh, I think part of it has to do with the media because the media loves to go into panic mode. Why? Because if they create panic, then you're going to want to buy the newspaper. Well, there's no such thing as newspaper anymore. Hardly anybody buys paper. You're going to want to listen to the rate. No, not too many people listen to the radio anymore. You're going to want to go to cable TV. No, cable TV is kind of dying well, you're going to go to some streaming uh, service. Uh, hopefully, you're going to listen to a podcast. But again, uh, the mainstream media, your old alphabet networks, your ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, MS, LSD over on cable, and now uh, Fox Woke News, uh, they, are, they love it when uh, they sell fear and panic because, oh, what is so-and-so going to say? What is so-and-so going to say? Oh, I got to listen. I got to listen. So it drives uh, eyeballs to the television set and it drives ears to the radio, so on and so forth. So uh, why is it there's always a panic every one to two years? Well, a good part of it is because the media wants to create a panic in order to give you a reason to listen to the media in order to drive their ratings up. That's, that's the response I have. So why do Republicans constantly cave? Do you remember in the past, Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House, he pushed a compromise bill, a budget bill in the House, and that was the end of him. That was the absolute end of his term as Speaker of the House of the, in the United States uh, government. And so the question is, on the other side of this, if uh, McCarthy pushes for this and gets it passed, is this going to be the end of McCarthy? Is McCarthy basically uh, Paul Ryan 2.0? We're going to see how uh, people react. Uh, I am uh, very... Um, Happy to see that a number of uh, representatives have the backbone, uh, including representative from Montana, Matt Rosendale, who we just heard in that cut. So, well, again, states have to balance their budgets every year, and they do it. Uh, it's a difficult process, but there's something different on the state level compared to the federal level. States cannot print money, and that's the bottom line. The states don't control the Treasury Department. They can't print money. The federal government, on the other hand, can just pay their bills by printing money. Well, that doesn't work very well, does it? Because now we're in a state of inflation. And when inflation happens, we're all in trouble because everything becomes more expensive. There's more dollars chasing the same amount of goods and services and so the economy is in a major slide, a negative slide in terms of things are not stable, prices aren't stable, and um, vendors don't know what to sell something for because they're not, they, they don't know what something's going to cost, especially if um, you're building a house and then the price, price of lumber 
goes through the ceiling, the price of windows, uh, that sort of uh, thing. To, how are you going to cost it out? And so that did happen on the uh, backside of COVID. And uh, part of that was because of the uh, problems with the supply chain uh, because factories were shut down or the railroad uh, couldn't deliver. So uh, truckers uh, weren't driving. There was a shortage of truckers. And so they couldn't deliver uh, real goods. Uh, those um, uh, raw materials that are needed to uh, uh, build a house. But in the case of um, the uh, inflationary situation that occurs when there's just too much money chasing uh, the uh, a fixed amount of good and, goods and services, you're going to have chaos in the economy. You've got to stabilize certain things and you've got to stabilize the money supply. So the real question I ask is why isn't there a balanced budget amendment? This should be discussed every time we go through this kabuki theater, this ridiculous um, sort of exercise every year that we go through where we are in panic mode, panic mode, and and we just continually go into more debt, more debt, print more money, print more money. It's, it's unsustainable at a certain point. Yes, the, the American government could go bankrupt. Any, comp, any country can go bankrupt. And if you look at history, um, nations have uh, because you, this is unsustainable. You just can't keep paying your bills by printing money. So let's continue. And now a few closing comments. Remember the summer of love when the BLM riots raged across Democrat-controlled cities in the United States? How peaceful that was. But according to the publication Law Enforcement Today, thousands of police officers were injured nationwide, along with $2 billion of property damages. But now we're being told that the summer of 2023 is the summer of pride. At least that's what the clothing manufacturer, North Face, wants us to believe. June is no longer Gay Pride Grooming Month. We're to look forward to an entire summer of family-friendly gay grooming activities to participate in. So be of good cheer. All of America's not yet queer. While most preachers are sleeping and they're afraid to talk about these controversial issues... The beer-drinking men in America and moms that shop at Target and certain unwoke rap artists such as Forgiato Blow and Jimmy Levi are stepping up. And as we've discussed in past editions of Narrative Wars, Bud Light is becoming broke light with 25-30% to 30 sales drop across different regions of the United States. The male beer consumers, they're saying, hell no! To the trans guy on the beer can. Likewise, retail giant Target thinks it's their mission to queerify America. They want your babies and toddlers to be draped with pro-gay, pro-trans, and pro-queer slogans on their onesies and other clothing items. Not to anyone's surprise, the level-headed mothers of America are also saying, hell no, devil, you can't have my children. Target has lost about $10 billion in market cap recently and millions in retail sales. Way to go, moms! Yeah, way to go, moms! Great job! Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, enough of that. Now, North Face clothing seems to be the third prong of the queer triton that is piercing the American psyche with its pedophilia intentions. North Face is defiantly doubling down on their gayification Summer of Pride campaign. Well, hopefully they'll keep up with their folly. It didn't work out so well with Bud Light, did it? But I guess stupid is as stupid does. The good news in all of this is that unwoke rap artists Forgiano Blow and Jimmy Levi are stepping up with their hit tune, Boycott Target. Well, I don't see very many preachers stepping up with, to the plate speak out against the gayification of America. But fortunately, 
the new Raptune boycott target is striking the bullseye with a huge hit on Apple iTunes and millions of views of their music video. Please support them. And here's more good news that we can be assured of. God has given us free moral agency. In other words, we can say no to the attempt to destroy the children of America by pedophiles. We can say no every day when we decide to buy goods and services at this retailer or a different retailer. And we can say no when it comes up in conversation with others, with our neighbors, with people at work, with people at the shopping center, with friends. We can say no. In this war, we're not fighting a battle of flesh and blood. Instead, we're fighting against powers, governments, and spiritual forces that we cannot see with our eyes. But we can see it. We can sense something is wrong. When we watch TV and other screens, we can see it. We can sense something is wrong. And when we see grooming slogans on clothing items, we can sense something is wrong. And we can respond. We can say no by not spending our dollars when we sense that something is wrong. We must respond lest America crumble as a beacon of light and as a city on a hill. So take courage and encourage each other with these words. You are not alone and there is still a God who delivers us from evil. Thank you for listening to Narrative Wars. You can be a part of this program. Just email us at feedback at narrativewars.org. That's feedback at narrativewars.org. Narrative Wars is now on podcasting apps, Audible, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you have a favorite podcasting app, just open it up, search for Jeffrey K. Lyons. Make sure you put the K in there. And you're going to find Narrative Wars. Please like, five-star rate, and share this program with two to three like-minded friends. And that's how we're going to spread this uh, program and continue to grow our community, which is also, it's growing not only across the United States, but it's growing around the world. Thank you. We'll truly appreciate your support. You're the reason that we do this program. I'm your host of Narrative Wars, Dr. Jeffrey Lyons. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Yeah, yeah. Tangible shoppers, tangible yeah. shoppers. Yeah. yeah, There's a cleanup yeah. on every aisle. Yeah. yeah. Target yeah. is targeting yeah. your kids. Yeah. They put a target on my back, but they're targeting your kids. They don't even need to ask, cause you all know what it is. Yeah, that's why I keep a strap, and I'm always by my bears. This agenda gotta stop, yeah, you know we gonna win when they target, target, yeah, they target and target. Target, yeah, they target kids, target